Welcome to Make It Happen, a podcast for bloggers and creatives. You're listening to episode number three. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm your host, Jen Carrington, and I run Jennifer, an online creative resource for bloggers and creatives. And this podcast is for anyone who wants to take some really purposeful and practical steps forward for their blogs and creative businesses. I'm really excited to talk with you today about the idea of thinking bigger with your blog. We've had two really awesome guests on the show so far, and I have some more interviews that I'm so excited to share with you in the coming weeks. But for today's episode, you have just me and my microphone and some ideas and encouragement that I really want to share today for any of the fellow bloggers and creatives. A couple of weeks back on Jenny Purr, I shared a resource on the topic of thinking bigger with your blog. You can find a link to that guide in the show notes and I definitely recommend checking it out if you just want to find out a little bit more about the topics that I'm talking about today. Today I kind of want to dig a little deeper into that guide and share some of the key takeaways with you because I really do believe that when we think bigger with our blogs we can then start to make seriously awesome things happen along the way. The guide breaks down into six different steps and today I want to just talk you through each of them and just share some insights that I'd love to share with you today. First up though you may be thinking why why should I think bigger with my blog? And it's a really understandable question because our blogs are so much hard work anyway. I know whether, however many hours you put into it each week that you have available to give, it takes up so much energy and so much passion to, you know, keep on running. And the pressure of thinking even bigger can feel pretty overwhelming for most of us, which I think is an understandable emotion. But the way I see it is that if you've committed to making big things happen, which I know so many of us have, and I talked to so many Jennifer readers throughout the week who are doing seriously awesome things online. So if you're committing to making big things happen, you kind of just can't run away from the fact that to do big things, you have to push yourself to be bigger and bolder and braver with your work along the way. I actually think though that once we start to think bigger with our blogs we can then feel so much more fulfilled and challenged and excited by the work that we're doing online. So whether you're hoping to utilise your blog as a marketing tool for your creative business or transition your current blog into an income stream I really hope and believe that these six steps that I'm going to talk through today can help you to unlock your potential and then just do some crazy awesome things along the way. Okay so we'll jump straight in. Step number one. Your blog is the hub not the centre. So I used to treat my blog like the centre and I really believe that it kept me pretty small and ineffective and I realised that our blogs are ultimately just a tool at our disposal and if we start to dig a little deeper we can then start to see the ways we can utilise it in a way that works for us and our needs and our ultimately our businesses needs if you're a creative entrepreneur or starting or running your own business. So what the centre is, is you. It's your ideas, your creativity, your dreams, your business plan, your passions, and all of your hard work that you're doing each and every single day. Your blog cannot exist without that, yet you don't need your blog for your creativity to exist, but so many of us choose a blog as our creative outlet because we know that it has the potential to be something really awesome along the way. However, if we allow our blogs to become really internal, if we start treating it like the centre, not the hub that's when we can kind of get a little lost and things can go wrong because I think when we get stuck in that mindset we can really struggle to unlock the potential. So your website and your blog is the hub of your online presence. You know it's where people can find your blog, your content, your about page, all the information they'll ever need and also your calls to action so that they can work with you and buy from you and support you along the way. 
And if we spend too much time focusing just on our blogs without staying in tune with our bigger goals, I think that's when we really can struggle to make serious progress along the way and to utilise the possibilities of our online presence. I think thinking about it as more than just a website with blog posts and pretty pictures is one of the most powerful mindset shifts we can embrace because that way we can really start to treat it like the hub but not the centre. If instead we think of our blog just as the hub of our work and our ideas and our online presence, we can then start to build it in a way that is aligned more with our bigger goals and intentions and ideas and dreams. So more than anything, this mindset shift can really open us up to bigger and bolder ideas that ultimately will just unlock our potential to innovate and create, which then in turn unlocks our our potential to have more impact and more reach with our ideal readers. So really the whole point of this step is to help you see that you do not work for your blog and if you are subscribed to my weekly letters, which is a letter I send out every Sunday via email, you'll already kind of know my thoughts on this because I I shared some insights a few weeks back. But when you start to look at the bigger picture, instead of just seeing your blog as kind of a standalone project, you then can kind of open yourself up to bigger things along the way. Okay, step number two. The biggest piece of advice I would give to anyone who's wanting to treat their blog like the hub, not the centre, but isn't really sure where to start, is to make yourself smaller to then make yourself bigger. This is something I did. I took a step back from just keeping up and producing all the time, and I gave myself the space to actually see the true potential of my online presence. So if we keep on running the race that we're already on, like if, we, if we're feeling a little small and ineffective and like we're just, you know, moving from A to B without much intention or purpose behind what we're doing, we'll just find that the creative energy that we do have is wasted on smaller ideas instead of being used to make ourselves bigger and bolder instead. If you think about it, you're probably doing a million and one things right now that you think you should be doing to grow and promote and develop your online presence. So maybe you're following in the footsteps of those who have already come before you. So you've seen how people have grown their business and their blog and you think that that's the path that you should be taking. Or maybe you're just afraid right now to break the mold and try something new because it's uncharted waters. But I like to think about it this way. If everyone's doing exactly the same thing to work towards success, I really believe that everyone's success is therefore limited. Once you think bigger and bolder with your blog, you can then really work towards the bigger picture. And the best way to do that is to take a little step back so you can have more of a clearer view of the things that are going on around you. I really do believe that everyone is so capable of doing big and exciting things with their brand. I work one-on-one every week with some crazy talented bloggers and creatives and creative entrepreneurs and I see in them that they have these really awesome ideas but they just, they don't embrace the fear of just exploring them and putting them into action and I think it's something that so many of us do is that we tell ourselves that we don't have big ideas inside of us but we really do and I think when we focus too much on what has come before us and the pressures of right now, that's when we struggle to open ourselves up to the bigger opportunities and possibilities along the way. So I really think if you're in that stage where you're feeling like just a little stuck, like you're not thinking as big as you want to, you're not being as bold or as brave as you want to, you have two options. You can either stay on the path that you're on, just keep on following the advice that feels safe and doable and just hope that if you keep going, the results will come your way. Or you can take a step back, switch things up, 
break the mold and start to think bigger and push the boundaries and I really encourage you to choose the second option because I think that's where the magic happens I used to post seven days a week on my blog and then I moved down to five but really I found that five was still too much and I kind of gave myself a mission to embrace slow blogging which I know is something me and Mariah talked about last week and so I made myself smaller for a while I probably seemed a little less active online I was producing less content I probably wasn't doing as much because for I spent a few weeks maybe a good chunk of a month kind of creating bigger pieces of content and you know working on the behind the scenes of this podcast and so for me stepping back was letting myself just not be so visible for a while and just kind of slowing down so I gave myself the time and the creative space to do what I hope can be a bigger and bolder and braver way of connecting with my community So what I found is when you slow down and take that step back, you usually find what you're taking a step back from is the thing that was keeping you small in the first place. So for example, with me, sharing content every day is something that I thought I had to do. But ultimately doing that was keeping me small because it was holding me back from doing bigger and better things. So I've really found that when we stop doing the things that aren't working, we then open ourselves up to exploring the things that will If you're feeling like you're in a place where you're ready to give up anything that's keeping you small and make space for like bigger and bolder and awesome ideas, I have four questions that I would encourage you to ask yourself that I think could really help you dig deep into this topic and figure things out along the way. Okay, so number one, ask yourself, what am I currently doing now for my blog because I feel like I have to, not because I want to? For me, it was posting so much, but in reality, I just wanted that creative energy back. And for you, it may be, you know posting often or the type of content you're sharing or the type of topics you're talking about or the ways you're promoting your blog if you're doing it because you feel like it's what you have to but not because you want to if you haven't got that passion behind it and if you don't feel inspired by these steps that you're taking I think that's a sure sign that it's actually keeping you small instead of letting you be big and reach your potential okay number two what areas can you cut back on to open up some creative space for bigger and better things because it's really impossible to do everything and we shouldn't expect ourselves to do everything but it's up to us to prioritize what's important and decipher between what's important and what is ultimately just a distraction okay number three what blogging rules have you been following so far that are keeping you in a small and boxed in mindset there is so much information and noise out there about what we should and shouldn't be doing and I think it is so important to question every decision we make for our blogs and our businesses instead of just following the perceived rules of our niche or perceived rules of experts out there online. So I think we should always dig deep and see if there's rules or advice that we've been following that isn't actually giving us the space and freedom to innovate and think big. And then I would ask yourself, what am I focusing all my energy on right now? And is it really aligned with my bigger goals and intentions? So for example, maybe you're chasing a metric goal. For example, maybe you want to reach a certain amount of page views a month, or maybe there is a certain number that you want to reach on a social media platform of like followers. And this is something that you're working hard on and you're directing all your energy into this. But will doing that help you reach your larger goals? So for example, say you know you want to work with a really select niche group of people and you want to do some really awesome work with them, but you're focusing all your energy on growing a platform that kind of is open to a lot of varied of people and you're not focusing energy on creating content that is specifically for the people that you want to work with. You're not directing your creative energy in the most productive way and it's not helping you work towards those bigger goals and those longer term goals. 
ultimately, I think it comes down to distracting yourself with instant gratification. And we're going to talk about this at the very end of the episode because moving past instant gratification is something that I think really can open us up to so many bigger things along the way. Okay, let's jump into step three. Do not forget your invisible readers. I really do believe and I really have seen that so many of my friends and fellow bloggers that I know, we can keep ourselves small with our blogs by trying to please the masses. It's a trap so many of us can fall into and it can really kind of hold us back and warp our mindset along the way. It's so kind of easy to find ourselves trapped in a place where we want to keep our readers happy. And I think when we get stuck into that kind of mindset, what we find is that really we just leave innovation and big ideas behind for an easier, more predictable path. I think one of the biggest keys to unlocking your potential is to not forget your invisible readers because your community is so much bigger than what you just see in your comment section and who you're engaging with on social media. And although your actively engaged audience are your people too and those people matter so much and you should always give them your time and your energy and your focus and your appreciation, there's also a bunch of dedicated readers behind the scenes who you just can't see there. Ultimately, though, I think this step really is just about keeping in mind that you should direct your audience as much as, if not more than, they direct you. We all know that creating for your audience is key. However, I think there's a huge difference between being reader-focused and being reader-led. And if we find ourselves worrying too much about pleasing our audience, we'll then really hold ourselves back from thinking big and taking creative risks and trying something new and ultimately doing the one of the biggest secrets of making things happen which is giving your audience what they didn't know they wanted yet. Something I found really interesting when I launched my creative coaching business back in January is that almost all of the clients I've worked with since then were just not visible readers of my blog. I'd never really engaged with them before in comments or in social media. Either they all had just been long-term readers who just weren't commenters or they hired my services pretty soon after stumbling across my blog and engaging with my brand. So I think this is quite interesting because it really opened me up to and kind of showed me and reminded me that you don't know everyone who's reading your blog. And I think, for example, if you look into your Google Analytics and see how many recurring readers you have each month, and if you've been blogging for a long time, it's most likely in the thousands, if not tens of thousands, And then if you sit back and you think about all the readers you've interacted with and you can put faces to the names, I really highly doubt that it's all the people who are actually coming back every month and reading your blog. Because there's just tons of readers out there who who love your online space, but you're just not aware of them. And I think if you base your readership solely on the readers you can see, you're doing yourself and your blog a huge disservice because you're limiting the possibilities of who you can create for. When I speak to bloggers and creative friends who are kind of going through kind of a slump or a tough time with their blogs I think one of the biggest things people can struggle with is feeling like they've been boxed in and like there's something expected from them and their blogs that they don't really align themselves with anymore and you know most of us just want to be more than what we've been previously and I think one of the most powerful ways you can kind of step into this is to embrace the fact that there are invisible readers out there because I think ultimately it's quite empowering to remind ourselves that we can be bigger than what we already are and that we do have the space and we do have the freedom to take risks and be brave with our blogs. I think it's super important to remember that you don't have to fit into the audience you already have built. Like, there are tons of readers out there who are going to connect with what you're sharing and I think it's just super important to keep that in mind, to not allow ourselves to be boxed in. Okay, this brings us pretty nicely onto step four, which is content is more than just blog posts. 
if you actually take anything away from this episode, I hope it can be this step. As opening myself up to this idea of content being more than just blog posts has really changed everything for me. One of the best things about the online world is the freedom to self-publish. Yeah, I think so many of us get really caught up in the world of blog posts and articles and we forget that there are so many other ways to create and share content online. Because really, content can be whatever we want it to be. You know, it can be blog posts, email series, downloadable PDFs, videos, podcasts, audio. There are so many different options available to us. And if we start to break the mold a little and try something new, then I think we can unlock our blog's potential and also the potential of ourselves and our creativity. And I think um, exploring different ways you can share is a really awesome way to be bigger and think bigger with your blog. I honestly just recommend asking yourself one simple question. Do I want to compete with what already exists in my industry and my niche? Or do I want to take a step back, run my own race and bring something different to the table? I think it's really important if we just spend some time exploring our own approach to content and kind of exploring the different ways that we can create for our audience and the options and the possibilities of pushing the boundaries of our creative space. So even if it's just taking a really small step at first and trying something a little different, I think it's better to take a risk and it not go down so well than just keep on doing what everyone else is doing because if you're just doing exactly the same as everyone else, you're going to really struggle to stand out and in many ways it's all an experiment nothing's permanent you share you adapt you grow and you learn and I think there's something really fulfilling and it's exciting as creative people to push our boundaries and I definitely recommend for you after this episode just like sit back and just think about the different ways you could create and share content because even though it sounds like so much extra work it can actually be such a fulfilling thing to do I really think that none of us should be ever afraid to be different because I think that's where awesome things really come from Okay, we're almost getting there, we're on step five now. This step is to build your brand values because I really believe that when we let our brands stand for something bigger than just ourselves, they can then do amazing things. For so many of us who are kind of um, running online businesses that are very user-focused, for us, letting the focus of our blogs be about our readers and our audience and what our blogs can do for them while still staying true, of course, to our creative values and intentions, our blogs can then really start to build some momentum and have some impact and reach with the right people for us. I personally think that this in itself is an inspiring approach to blogging because creating something that is bigger than just yourself and that stands for something and has its foundations in something deeper than just what you would see at first glance is a really great way to develop and nurture and grow a band, a, a band, a brand that is capable of really big and exciting things because not only do you feel like your blog has more purpose then but also your audience can connect with it on such a deeper level and it can have so much more impact with them and their journey. If you want to explore your own brand values there are six questions that I would ask yourself. Number one, what is the passion behind your blog? Why are you so motivated and dedicated to the topic that you're focused on? Number two, how has your story so far led to this point? What's the why behind your brand? You know, what is it about you that has led you to be so passionate to focus on this topic? Number three, who is your blog for? Why do you want to create for them? Why do you care about these readers? What is it about your experience and knowledge that you believe will be useful or interesting or even entertaining for them? Step number four, what are the needs and the interests of your ideal readers? What are the ways your blog can meet these needs? Five, what are the core creative values behind your blog? How do they play a part in defining the work that you do? I really do believe that 
exploring our creative values and knowing them and respecting them and learning from them can play a huge part in developing a brand that stands for so much more than just what it is on the surface. And finally, number six, if you had to summarise your blog purpose in just a sentence or two, what would you say? So if you had not a lot of time to explain to someone who you were, what you're about, how would you just explain it? And I think when you're limited to just those few sentences, you can really just kind of summarise who you are and what you're about and who you're for. One point I would like to mention though about building your brand values is that it's okay and also really expected for them to change and grow over time because I think thinking big also means allowing yourself to change and grow and evolve along the way because we're also different to who we were a year ago, six months ago, three months ago and our brands will change and develop and grow too. And now onto the final step, chase long-term goals, not instant gratification. One of the things that can keep so many of us small is our obsession with instant results and gratification. And it's something I've personally had to work really hard to move past as I've really seen how it can hold me back from doing bigger things with my blog and my business. I think instant gratification can vary from person to person and it can really kind of depend on your own long-term goals and aims. But for some of us, it can look like reaching a certain amount of followers or subscribers on a platform. Because even though it can feel like an achievement at first, if it doesn't do anything in the long run for your blog or your business, do those numbers actually, you know, mean anything? I think also like creating trend-led content that, you know, initially builds buzz and momentum. If it isn't developing your brand in the long run in the way you want it to be perceived, is that really purposeful? I also think for many people, it can be making money in a quick and easy way that feels exciting at first but ultimately can just distract you from monetizing in a way that feels intentional and purposeful. I think once we embrace big picture thinking, we then can start to really explore the long-term possibilities of our online space. And once you unlock your potential and you detach yourself from the thrill of instant results, I then think that's when you really are able to make big things happen. To finish today's episode, I have some questions for you to help you explore your own big picture goals and that way just to hopefully help you stay really focused along the way because I've really found that when you have something bigger and meaningful to work towards you kind of then just naturally leave behind all the distractions and the crap that's just going to hold you back and I think it's okay not to 100% know fully your purpose straight away but if you want to make big things happen I think having a big picture goal that stays fluid and evolves and grows along the way but having one in mind will really help you to commit to doing really awesome things and not being distracted by the things that keep us small along the way okay so if you could do anything with your blog what would it be what's the dream both the big crazy one and the realistic one too what strengths and passions are guiding you along the way in this journey that you're on I think figuring this out can really help us to find some clarity around our long-term goals and what we're passionate about. And then I think if we dig even deeper into that big picture and we explore, you know, where do we want our blog or our business or our online presence to be in six months from now, in a year from now, in two years from now, and then figuring out why is that so important to you, you know, what's motivating you along the way. I think it's important to know the big picture, but also to know why that big picture matters to you, as that's key to staying focused and productive and purposeful along the way, because that's what stops us from being distracted. And then I think a very practical question to ask yourself is, what are all the little steps between where I am now and where I want to be? And what will feel like a result, but ultimately just distract me 
And what instant gratification do you want to stay clear of so you can stay purposeful and focused along the way? I know I have thrown quite a bit of information your way today, but I really hope this has been able to encourage you just a little bit to think bigger with your blog because I really do believe that that is the key to making things happen and making things happen is what this podcast is all about. If you head over and visit the Thinking Bigger with Your Blog Guide, you can kind of explore these topics in more depth and all the tasks and the jumping off points to help you kind of implement it into your own process. And if you have any questions, just, you know, let me know in the post or on Twitter and I would love to just hear what you guys are getting up to and the awesome things you're doing along the way. And there we have it. Episode number three of the Make It Happen podcast. If you're subscribed on iTunes, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating or review if you enjoyed this episode because that way we can reach even more awesome bloggers and creatives who are working really hard to make big things happen with the online space. Make sure you head over to Jennifer slash podcast for all the show notes for today's episode and subscribe to the Make It Happen mailing list if you want to receive new episodes straight to your inbox each week. Thank you so much for listening to the show today and I can't wait to share more with you next week.